Welcome to The Deciders. This is Renee Frazier, founder and CEO of Frazier Communications, the leading woman-owned and woman-led advertising and communications firm in all of Southern California. Our show, The Deciders, allows us to feature change agents, leaders, educators, people who can share their stories and inspire us. All the stories help us to be better at having an impact in our community and growing our businesses. We often explore how we can help people advance into more leadership roles. Well, one way to do that is with strong entrepreneurial skills. Today, I'm going to ask you all a question. Uh, do you think entrepreneurs are born or taught? Well, I have to say, I wasn't born an entrepreneur, and now I run a $34 million entre you know, entrepreneurial company. So I think you get taught. And I think a lot of people think they may be born with a skill, but it certainly helps to learn from others. My guest today is a woman whose mission is to provide education and training to middle and high school students so they can think about and learn how to become entrepreneurs. She's the executive director of the Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship West. It's an international nonprofit that focuses on young people in underserved communities. Welcome to The Deciders, Kim. Glad to have you on. Thank you, Renee, and glad to be here. This is Kim Small. And Kim, first, tell us about the program itself and how it works. Sure. Nifty works with a variety of public and private sector partners to bring its uniquely effective brand of project-based learning to young people. At Nifty, students are supported by trained teachers and coached by our dedicated volunteers and motivated and rewarded by opportunities to vie for scholarships and seed capital at a series of annual business plan and pitch competitions, one in, of which is happening on October 21st. It is our national pitch competition where Nifty West has five businesses being represented. So we will be cheering them on, hoping that they take home the first place position. But Nifty doesn't just teach practical business skills. It ignites a passion for learning and engages students in school, preparing young people for college, career, and a dynamic future of work. Nifty enables students to own their future by imparting the entrepreneurial mindset and teaching them to think and act like entrepreneurs. You know, it's interesting because I work with a lot of big companies, Lexus, HealthNet, uh, we work with large corporations, uh, National uh, Furniture Manufacturer, Jonathan Lewis. And in all the big companies, they want to promote entrepreneurial thinking. Exactly. So even if you don't decide to start your own company or be an entrepreneur, being able to think and innovate, take risks and all the things entrepreneurs do applies across the boards. I salute you for doing this. How many schools are you in right now, Kim? Wow, Renee, you know, beginning of the school year, we're in approximately 20 schools across right. California. Yes. Right. And can schools go to your website to see if they can include the program? How does that work? They can go to our website and check out our programs and see which one fits their needs. They can also go to the website to get a hold of me, uh, my email, kim.s at nfte.com. And we can set up a call to talk more about how our Nifty can partner with their school. Great, great. Kim, I know that you have narrowed down or the organization has kind of the principles behind entrepreneurship, but we're not gonna be able to go through every single one. 
I would like to talk about initiative and self-reliance, though. And when we talk to the two young people that you brought on, we'll, I'll emphasize those and see if they have some stories to tell. But talk about initiative, the power to take ownership, right? Uh, how, how to work through obstacles. Is that, is that what you're really talking about when you talk about self-reliance? Yes, it is. It is the power to be and to take initiative and, and self-reliance. It is the power to own your future and not wait for someone else to dictate to you your future, but to see what's happening in our communities and see if there's a problem that needs to be solved or what's missing that you can add, what value can you bring to your community? It is being that uh, that risk taker and really capitalizing on your strengths to bring about change. I like that. I think, you know, encouraging young people to be bold, right? Yeah. To be confident, to be bold and to not be afraid of tackling some of the, the bigger issues, especially when they're on the ground. You see those, right? You see them in your neighborhood. And sadly, we've been through some very difficult times, right, with COVID-19, and I know when we talk with the uh, the young people, they've they've got businesses that really meet existing needs in the marketplace. I, I show my fingernails as I could talk about uh, that with Anissa. Um, let's bring on the young people. You've got two former students of the program. Both have developed businesses through the NFTE program. It's Anissa Anorve. Is that correct, Anissa? Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Anorve. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And uh, Anissa started uh, Nails by Anissa, which I love. And then we have Vincent Quigg, founder and CEO of Ghostro Delivery Services. Hello, Vincent. Can you say hello? Hello. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I love both the business ideas. I've read a little bit about it. But Anissa, I'd like to begin with you. Um, you were inspired by the program when you were in high school. Is that right? Tell, tell, tell me what made you think this idea of, of the idea of your business and give us a little bit of background on the business itself. Yeah. So Nails by Nisa is really a sort of a different approach to the current nail landscape that's kind of running today. We take more of a natural approach where we really care about the ingredients that we're putting on our clients' nails um, when it comes straight down to just the insights and the outers, because that is so important. Um, and since the majority of consumers that are um, of the nail industry are women, I am so passionate about just making sure that we are very transparent with everything that we are putting into our bodies um, and that we make sure we know what's going in them at all times. So really, we're taking a more holistic, natural approach to what's been going on for years. And really, my goal is to develop products and offerings that will just set a different standard in the industry, because this is a really it's it's a very traditional industry that hasn't changed a lot within the past you know, years and years that have been running for. So my approach is to change it and to make it better and to just be more transparent with the ingredients that are going into these products. In so Anissa, where do you find more natural ingredients? Because a lot of chemicals go into nail polish. A lot to keep of the color and to keep them strong. So yeah. tell, me, tell me about what you found for sourcing more natural ingredients. Yeah, so there's a lot of really great um, ingredients that I've sourced from Japan specifically, um, and they are specifically called 10 free nail polishes that essentially have 10 ingredients that are found in traditional nail polishes 
that have been linked to cancer that are not in these nail polishes itself. So I source most of my products from Japan um, specifically, and that's where I've throughout my like years of research, they've been like the top one to really just make products that are non-toxic and that are a little bit better for your nails itself because you can't technically make nail polish without having a bonder in itself that is a chemical. Um, but they've done a really good job of kind of still having a bonder that isn't super um, cancerous or toxic to the toxic. body. Toxic, got it. How, how do people get your products, Adisa? So right now um, I'm currently just doing nails myself. So I'm a freelance nail artist and I use other brands products, but eventually I would love to create my own solutions, um, working with partners either in Japan or here locally in the United States um, to just brand that in itself. So coming soon, really, really soon. That's something that I am currently working on um, and they'll be able to find it on my website when I do launch it. It's great. You know, recently I interviewed an entrepreneur who started a company with some colleagues called Repurpose. And what she wanted to do was change the uh, <clears throat> environmental impact of throwaway plastic forks, plates, right? Mm -hmm. Terrible. And she met a gentleman from Taiwan who's now her partner. And in Taiwan, they've been producing bamboo and plant-based <clears throat> using right. rooted plants. Mm -hmm. And now she sells them in the United States in Target and across the country. Very effective. So you've got a future. There's an opportunity out there. And, uh, you know, I think uh, Japanese products can be very high quality. So that's a good source for you. Yeah, they're some of the best. I actually did a two-week internship in Japan not too long ago when I graduated college. And we got to explore di different um, companies. And we explored a brewery in Japan where they said that they developed their formula for 10 years before even going to market with the actual product. And because they take so much love and care into what they do. So I was really inspired by that specifically. So yeah, Japan was going to be a great partner to work with in the future. Excellent. Excellent. And that's great to go to the country and be able to see the culture, mm -hmm. the style, the communications. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to come back to you in a minute, but let me ask Vincent about his business. How did you get inspired, Vincent? So Ghostro Delivery was started in the middle of pandemic, uh, in the middle of a great surge of need for a lot of people who wanted products for their homes, but didn't know how to get things delivered same day. Um, so I came across an opportunity to work with a bunch of different online platforms to do delivery for customers all over Los Angeles and um, eventually purchased my own cargo van. And now we're all over Los Angeles, serving the greater Los Angeles area, serving anything and everything from construction materials to construction sites, working with contractors, um, doing same day delivery for furniture outlets and warehouses. Um, and even most recently doing high end art and furniture for interior designers. Um, so it's a, it's a business that kind of I stumbled into, but has been very fulfilling for myself and for the customers I serve. And you know, I'm looking great. forward to grow it. It's great. Why do you call it Ghostro? So Ghostro was actually stemmed from a, from a original concept that I pivoted into. And it, it stood for a ghost bistro uh, where we were doing food delivery. So it started off as food delivery. And during the pandemic, we pivoted our, our services to serve uh, in a different way, delivery in a different way for different industries and 
Um, so we ended up just keeping the name for the time being and we're, we're going with the flow for now. It works. It works. It works. So Vincent, have you connected yourself to key stores where you can be their go-to delivery option? Yeah. So currently we work with other platforms to kind of middleman delivery. We're, we're working with popular retailers such as Big Lots, Ikea, um, Home Goods. Um, but the, but the goal here is, is to eventually have a few vans and be able to hire drivers to go get, um, exclusive contracts with some of these, these outlets or, or local companies who can then rely on us to be their delivery partner uh, instead of, instead of taking on the overhead of owning their own trucks and, and right. having the liability of their own drivers on, on payroll, et cetera. Um, so that's something that's in the works. And right now we're, we're figuring out the logistics of the one man, one van team. And, you know, obviously everything can grow from there. Sure. I think I, I, I see a, a strong future ahead for both of you. Kim, let me ask, when young people like Anissa and Vincent are in the program, do you do exercises with them to come up with an idea? Do you encourage them to write a business plan or to decide on a business? It's the nifty curriculum, Renee. Yes, it is. It is a full year. They start off with ideation. And as I mentioned, they end with the opportunity pitch. But along the way throughout the year, there is build. They are building a business plan and ideation for some start with a community walk. We used to do community walk where they took a look at their community to see what was missing or what their what the problem was or look at the businesses within their community and how the businesses could be scaled. And uh, that's get, that gets the kids their their minds going. That gets them excited about entrepreneurship. We love for our students to ideate. We love to bring in uh, our partners as well as local entrepreneurs to come in and talk about how they began. It you know as as Vincent said, he started off the delivering food, and now look, it it's pivoting and being comfortable with being with changing. And so, uh, yes, we do build out a year long curriculum that takes them through every aspect of a business plan. I like it. You know, the idea of doing a community walk is something our listeners can take home. If they're thinking about, I really need to start a business. I know that's the only way I'm going to be independently wealthy. Start out in your own community. Where is there a problem or something you can fix? Now, I'm curious, going through the program, Anissa, what was one of the takeaways for you? Did you change in any way or did your idea of who you are change as a result of it? Oh, yeah, I can name a numerous amount of things that have changed for me when I joined the program. But really for me, so I did um, the summer camp program where you take three months to really start your business from scratch to uh, like going to market, essentially. And in those three months, I was talking to suppliers in China. I was researching all of you know the ingredients that were, were going to go into my products. I was finding out and figuring a way to market my products. Um, I was communicating with people I've never communicated before. And I was doing all of this at 18 years old. And still to this day, like I'm 25 now. And I'm like, how did I even do that? So to me, I think Nifty just gave me really great qualities from the start, the quality of confidence of, you know, taking a risk and just being very strategic with my every move that I, you know, apply to my workforce today. So I currently work in growth marketing and that's something that I do every single day is I analyze the market. I see what's working, what isn't working, what campaigns are we running that are being very efficient and just always strategizing my next move. So Nifty really taught me a lot um, about that. 
uh, and during those three months in the summer, and I've applied it ever since. One of the hardest parts of running your own business is getting sources of money funding. Uh, and I, I think, you know, it's as you try to scale and grow, you know, that's key often to take on angel investors, people who will support you. Vincent, have you come to that stage? Have you thought about it? I definitely have. Um, it's something that I know that at some point when the groundwork has been laid and the logistical parts of the business have been worked out, that those are the types of things, angel investors in, in particular, that can scale the business and take it to the next level. And if well, that friends, friends and family, right? Often is the place where you start with 5,000, 1,000, you know, you scrape together whatever it takes. Uh, and you're right, logistics. And then, of course, just even how to manage the finances, right? Leasing the vehicles, getting the insurance or buying the vehicles. Is, do you think uh, in your case, Vincent, do you plan to build this business to something big or do you think you'll sell it? What's your, do you have any thoughts right now? There's a, there's a few different ways this can go on. Um, you know, it, there's a, especially in Los Angeles, there's a large demand for, we hear in the news, there's 20 ships at our ports right now. Um, the amount, the amount of work in transportation in general um, can go a lot of different ways. But I think in my particular scenario, I think with the evolving e-commerce world and the amount of people who are purchasing items online, I think where I would like to stick is, is providing that local delivery working to connect the bridge between retailer and customer to where that experience is kind of extended from that store, uh, especially with COVID and, and the retail experience changing overnight, um, same day delivery and, and having things at the click of the button and having that experience brought to you after you just purchased something online is going to be more important than ever. And Providing that service is going to bridge the gap between them. There are a lot of companies that do that, though. You've got some competition. How do you differentiate yourself? That, that's right. I mean, you know, and, and in the same thing in the trucking world, there's so much work to go around that, that everyone can be successful in, in the transportation world. And one thing we've done to kind of separate that is to provide some sort of technology to allow you as a consumer to track us on your phone, similar to when you, you order an Uber and you see that transparency and you see that how many minutes to arrival, um, that connection that's not only in person, but digitally, um, that's allowed us to separate ourselves from other delivery companies that might just give you a five hour uh, time gap. Um, that's smart. No, that's really smart to be able to track it. And the only other thing I would say is the quality of the interaction you know, would be another way to differentiate, right? Very polite, very helpful. Mm -hmm. I know recently I had a couch brought in, a, a CB2, and the gentlemen were so kind in the way they put the furniture together and they were willing to move out the old, you know, uh, coffee table or in front of the couch, whatever. And it was the level of uh, attention to detail and kindness that I'll never forget. Uh, it was a really positive experience. I would use them again. You know, in this world of high tech, we don't get a lot of human contact. <laughs> and, and especially when you purchase something expensive and you're excited about it, you want somebody else to like it too, right? And, and to treat it well. So that's a, another way to differentiate, I think. You know, Anissa, the same question for you. I mean, 
being natural, that's a really important differentiator for sure. Uh, Tell me what else you're thinking about in terms of how to differentiate your brand and your company. Yeah. So um, I know in the um, in the previous com- question, you mentioned that you met with someone that's making bamboo materials or sourcing them from bamboo. So that's actually one of the biggest ways that we're going to differentiate ourselves is with our nail polish in itself. They're going to be made out of recycled glass and bamboo tops. So they're going to be as sustainable as possible. Yeah. So that's something that I'm currently working on is trying to find a manufacturer to Uh, help me create that product. But really just from start to finish, we want it to be as less waste as possible, reduce our carbon footprint as much as we can, um, even down to how we ship to retailers in the future. um, Because I do envision myself being in Target and, you know, these big name retailers um, like Walmart, um, Whole Foods, et cetera, who are willing to support um, a minority owned business as well as a business that is making an impact within the community. I love that. Anissa, you probably know Target has a special program uh, targeted to help uh, Black and African-American small business owners and entrepreneurs. I also am invested in a company that uh, has developed skincare products that are natural because you probably know a lot of the cosmetics and the skincare products have hormone uh, interrupters in them. Chemicals that can influence our hormones for fertility and also affect cancer. They're actually looking for other natural products to include in their line. Maybe when we're finished, I'll connect you with them. I think they're. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. They've got a really natural, they have a group of of, uh, distributors that are people who are our advocates, believe in it. And then they sell person to person and and home to home. And Rachel Zoe is one of their uh, influencers and also one of the investors. So they've got a little bit of cachet. So it might be a good connection. You never know. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you so much. Uh, Well, back to the program. Uh, You know, I talked about those principles. I talked about self-reliance, initiative, obviously taking risk. Uh, You know, Vincent, when you think about what you've been through, is there any one lesson? Is it, oh boy, thank God I learned that because, you know, as an entrepreneur, I have to tackle this every day. I think, uh, yes, there are a few lessons that just overarching things that fundamentally are so important in entrepreneurship. One that stood out for me in general was, this was, this was me learning at 18 was that if, if I was to die tomorrow in a accident and if I didn't have the system set up for the business to run on its own, when I was not there, I didn't have a business. And so I keep that in mind with everything I do. I, I'm constantly thinking about how I can set up systems, how I can set up a, the website to connect to, to a scheduling system, to connect to uh, if I had an employee, had that employee schedule and the system that, that will evolve and, and live on its own so that the business can thrive and scale on its own. And that's something that Nifty was able to teach in curriculum and with bringing people into our classrooms to talk to us about their businesses. And uh, that's always stuck with me. I'm I'm really glad to hear that. That's something investors ask about, right? Because the founder could go away, something can happen, you know, illness, whatever. So you have to have systems in place, absolutely, and procedures. Uh, How about you, Anissa? What, What did you take away from the program that has really been a hallmark for you? Um. For me, I think I always come back to um, the give back portion of the program, like what 
am I creating that's going to give back to my community and will lift other people within my community to do the same thing? So I think Nifty does an exceptional job with this. They, you know, took a chance on a girl that came from, you know, what people would call a bad community in Los Angeles and supported her with funding and gave her the tools and resources that she needed to be where she's at today. So to me, I would love to continue that, you know, cycle and never let it stop. And, you know, just allow it to be something that's engraved in my business. And hopefully other companies can take example of that as well. I'm, I'm really moved by that. I love the idea of giving back. And Kim, kudos to you for building that into the program. Uh, not every entrepreneur speaks that way, right? Often it's all about the money. How much am I going to make? How fast am I going to be a millionaire? That kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, giving back is also a great way to market yourself. We all know Tom's shoes, right? Uh, and then there's a Bomba, the sock company, where they give away the free socks. Uh, and it, it makes you feel so much better when you buy from a company like that. And you're willing to spend more, right, with those folks. Well, it's, uh, I think it's a really a smart thing to build in, Kim. Is there anything in the future you want to tell us about, Kim, that we should know about? We're going to be wrapping up in about a minute. Yes, definitely. Visit our website, get involved, volunteer your time. We are a nonprofit. Of course, we're always looking for donations to continue to impact the lives of students like Anissa and Vincent. Um, but most importantly, we love volunteers to give up their time, their expertise. So please get involved. It takes a village. I love it. You're absolutely right, Kim. Thank you for spending time with us on The Deciders. Thank you, Kim Small. I'm uh, so impressed with the program. Thank you for sharing the website. And Anissa, Nails by Anissa. And Vincent, thank you so much. Ghostro, so people know how to get their services and their things delivered right away. Folks who are listening to The Deciders, you can hear our podcast anytime at the website, FraserCommunications.com. Fraser is a full-service advertising and communications firm, and you can contact us through our website, FraserCommunications.com. We'll be back next week right here on The Deciders with Renee Fraser. Have a wonderful week ahead. <laughs>